my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing to you the next episode in the Jesse's Ladies series, basically the women of season one who came before Becky. Season 1, Episode 8, entitled Jesse's Girl, which aired November 6th, 1987. In this episode, on a stormy night, the family is up telling a bedtime story about a girl that caught the eye of both Jesse and Joey. The girl was being tutored by Jesse, but fell hard for Joey. So we do have one guest appearance, of course, by Elizabeth Kiefer, who plays Karina. Spicer. I like that last name. Let's see. Honestly, it's just, uh, got a handful of stuff here going on. She was on a couple soap operas, some Law and Order episodes, uh, Married with Children, Charles in Charge, My Two Dads, 21 Jump Streets, Facts of Life, Cheers, Happy Day, Happy Days. Yeah, so she was, yeah, she was in quite a bit of stuff. Actually, in fact, she does have a birthday coming up on, uh, tomorrow, in fact, the 14th. Well, happy birthday, Elizabeth, even though this episode won't go out until January I'm recording it in mid-November, so happy birthday, Elizabeth. I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. All right, so going back to Jesse's Girl, it's got a 6.8 out of 10 based on 349 ratings. Directors Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Don Van Adda. Oh my goodness. Van Adda, Van Adda Junior High. Yeah. Just kind of like, there's a couple people that work on the show with the last name Hale and the last name Boyd, Derek Boyd, Michelle's friend, and Steve Hale, Stephen Hale. Yeah, I really, it, it's just crazy when you look at that sometimes, like, wait a minute, I recognize that name as a place or last name of a person. All right, we do have a user review here. I'm going to read it to myself real quick. Just make sure it is appropriate to read on air. Okay, so yeah, it is absolutely 100% appropriate to read on the podcast. So this is a 6 out of 10 from Fried Toast 02. This is from April 14, 2021, and he titles the review, Another One-Off Chick. Season 1, I feel like, is filled with these kind of episodes, but I actually do partially enjoy it a little more because it's told in a strip form, <clears throat> and I find it kind of interesting. Even though the girls aren't in it much, 
But again, it's so low because I just don't care. It's a little more interesting because it's between the two guys. But Joey did just straight up steal his girl, which is not cool, bro. But overall, it's pretty boring and forgettable. Honestly, I mean, yeah, there are some episodes of season one I can kind of take or leave. This one maybe kind of falls into that category for me. Okay, so we have another one by Mitch RMP. Gives it a 7 out of 10. This is from December 5th, 2013, and he titles this review, Bedtime Stories. When Danny kisses Jesse about to hit Joey with a baseball bat, he requests to hear the story behind it. With the whole family gathered around and a storm going on outside, Jesse and Joey tell the story about a woman they both fell for. Unfortunately, Jesse kissed her first while he was giving her a guitar lesson. Actually, he kissed her after they got back from a date going to the wine country and a hot air balloon ride, I think, and a picnic. No, wait, it was a picnic in the wine country. It was just a whole bunch of, a whole full day of activities. Then when she came over for another lesson and Jesse was gone, she sat to watch The Wizard of Oz. Joey put on a performance when the TV was broken down, which the woman completely loved. So when Jesse walked in, he caught Joey kissing his girl. Of course, Joey and Jesse handled this fight like they do all the others. In a comic style that can only be performed by this duo, Michelle was caught in the middle in a cute scene. In the end, guess who wins the girl? Whoops, I can't tell. Enjoy. I think we all know, guys. I think we all know the answer to that question. All right, we got some trivia. Danny reveals that he met his wife, Pam, in 10th grade in geometry, in geometry class, and it was, quote-unquote, instant magic. In this episode, Jesse introduces himself as Jesse Cochran. Yes, in season one, he is Jesse Cochran. In season two onward, John Stamos wanted his character of Jesse to be representing his true Greek heritage, so they changed his name from Cochran to Katsopoulos. Also, there's a recasting of Jesse's mother in season one to who we know her in season two and three and four. And also his father, Nick, who we meet in season two. All right. Yes, in every future episode, his last name is Katsopoulos. It was found out that Cochran was his stage name because he felt it sounded more rock and roll. Uh, no, that's not entirely true, but we'll move on. The title comes from a song, Jesse's Girl, a Grammy award-winning song written by Rick Springfield. There's a family picture of Danny, the girls, and their late mother, Pam, on the fireplace. Yes, there is. The episode, we already know that. Why are we putting in the same trivia twice? I don't know. When Jesse begins to tell the story, if you look behind him and Joey, you can see a picture of DJ and Stephanie with a blonde woman. That is most likely a picture of them with their mother, Pam. This is one of two times the song Tom Dooley is played on the guitar, this time by Jesse, the second time by Danny. Yeah, that's right! That was in Stephanie Gets Framed when Danny was sulking because Jesse didn't pick him for best man at his wedding. We all know that Jesse picks Danny and Joey to be his best man at his wedding. Elizabeth Keither. 
Kiefer and John Stamos both acted in General Hospital, whether it was at the same time, whether characters interacted with each other. I don't know. I never watched the show. Jesse has red roses for Karina Spicer when he arrives late. Um, how is that trivia? It sounds like a statement. When Jesse and Joey each kiss Michelle on the cheek after dating SM2, unaware of the near blow-up they had over Karina, you can clearly see both John Stamos and Dave Cooley, a bright character, smiling as they are kissing Michelle. I wouldn't be surprised. There, There is breaking character every once in a while, and honestly, I kind of find it funny. It's kind of cool to point that out. All right, of course, before I officially get into the podcast, I want to let... You Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new listeners who are just jumping on the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, I want to say welcome. I also want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. Of course, if you're listening to it, you already know SoundCloud and also iTunes are the only two places that you can listen to the podcast. I have no plans to do Spotify or Anchor in the future. So, also... Another thing about this podcast that sets it apart from other Full House podcasts out there, this is a Full House podcast and Fuller House podcast combined, along with it being an Ears of All Ages podcast. And what I mean by that is that it can be listened by anyone. There's no bad language. There's no inappropriate content as far as... Any of that stuff that would be considered inappropriate for anyone under the age of 10 and under, basically. And also, it's just, I wanted this to be a podcast that the whole family could listen to on a car ride, picking kids up from school, going grocery shopping, (laughs) family trips, I don't know, when you're doing your laundry and cooking dinner. It's, it's there to be listened to, whether it's in your earbuds, whether it's on a speaker, wherever. There are a couple Full House podcasts out there that are clean. There are some that are explicit. They do label the podcast. That way you know what you are getting into. One in particular that I do love that is not appropriate, and it's been around since 2014, is... The How Rude Podcast. I really enjoyed that podcast. Again, however, it's honestly, I'm going to even gear it up to it's an 18 and over podcast. A lot of the stuff that they discuss is not appropriate. So, but again, it is a good podcast. It is funny. It makes me laugh. Basically, yeah. So, also... There is a Facebook page if you want to follow along, so that way you know what episodes I'm doing. I do not go episode by episode. I don't go season by season. I choose a set amount of episodes, usually either four, three, or two. Four and three are considered a series. Two is considered a double feature. And like I said, every month I I do something a little different. As we're going into 2023... I have mentioned that the Full House portion of the podcast will be wrapping up at the end of next year. And in 2024, I will be continuing 
on with the coverage of Fuller House, basically hitting all the episodes that I have not covered over the last three years. So, and then once that is done, I can do little bonus episodes. I have some Full House Stephanie books to read. Also, there's an Instagram page, OMHC, FHFH Full House Podcast. There is an email address if you want to send in your Full House memories, what character means the most to you, etc. OMHC, FHFH Full House. Excuse me, let me try it again. OMHC, FHFH Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you've been listening for a bit and you really enjoy the podcast and you want to show support, jump on iTunes for a second, leave a quick review, a rating. All five-star ratings and reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House new watchers and OG watchers who grew up with the show and also fans of the sequel show Fuller House, which aired from 2016 to 2020. With that being said, let's jump into the next episode in the series of Jesse's Ladies with Jesse's Girl. Alright, so it's definitely a dark and stormy night. <laughs> Get it? Just like the season 7 premiere of Full House, dark and stormy night. <laughs> so we are in the Tanner home. Lights have all been shut off. We do see a figure... On the landing with a baseball bat. Of course, it's dark. We can't tell who it is, but I'm pretty sure it's Jesse. Wow, that lightning is really... Is there a bunch of... I mean, the way... With the lighting, I get it. It's a set and everything. But that lightning is really lighting up that living room. And it's not like there's skylights... There, because that's not technically the ceiling, that is, there's a second and third level to that house. Mind you, we have the girls' rooms and Joey, well, Joey isn't living upstairs, he's living in the uh, alcove. But anyway, yeah, Jesse and the girls are on the second floor along with Danny and then of course you have the attic which will later be introduced in season four which is where the skylight comes in I don't think it's a good idea for anybody to be walking around in a dark room with a baseball bat you can trip on something I would be tripping all over the place and I'd probably end up knocking myself out with the bat if I were holding one but again, Jesse's inching closer to the alcove where Joey's cot is. Because now, because of the storm, Joey is up. Lightning again hits, and it lights up the living room, and both Jesse and Joey scream. Danny is down there in a flash. She's like, Joey, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? So there is Danny... When he's at the top of the stairs, there's actually a light as you head down the stairs that he flips on really quickly. He's like, what's going on down here? What's with all the screaming? Joey is holding a giant, well, 1987 Mr. Potato Head. I don't know if he's... I think it's a non-gender specific potato head. It's just called 
Potato Head. It's not called Mr. It's not called Mrs. It's just Potato Head. And I believe in 2022. There may be some Mr. Potato Heads. There may be Mrs. Potato Heads. But I did read that they were changing it so it was non-gender specific. And Joey, as he's holding up the potato head, says, Danny, this psycho was about to mash my potato. Why is it whenever someone hears a noise like thunder, they immediately assume it's a prowler? Because he's like, I was not, Joey, okay? I heard a noise. I thought it was a prowler. A prowler's going to sound like lightning and thunder going off? I don't think so. If it were a prowler, you'd be hearing... The door being broken in, glass being shattered, a loud noise. If you can't tell the distinction between a clap of thunder and someone rattling a doorknob or breaking a window pane, you definitely need more help than you're willing to admit. I'll say that. I, I remember when I was younger and I was scared of thunder too. And I was told, oh, like, oh, no, it's just they're playing bowling up in up in heaven or something to that effect. It's the bowling pins hitting, you know, the bowling ball hitting the bowling pins, and that's them being knocked down. And Jesse's like, come on, Danny, follow me. I think it's over here. The girls are coming down the steps right behind. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, DJ and Michelle coming down the stairs, and DJ says, uh, uh, hello? Like, what's going on down here? Why is everyone awake? Stephanie is wearing adorable lilac-colored footy pajamas. I remember having a red pair with the white footies. I'm just thinking about, yeah, when I would, I just remember, like, those things, when you look at them, it just makes me think, like, oh, those have got to just be... You'd be roasting in those things. Oh, I mean, luckily you got the zipper that you can just, you know, zip it down. But, I mean, what if the zipper gets caught on something like a piece of fabric? You know how zippers get stuck when you're trying to unzip? That would drive. I gotta get this out. I'm roasting. You know, that kind of, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. I mean, as a kid wearing something like that, that is probably something I would panic over. The idea that my zipper's stuck and I can't get it loose. Okay. He says, don't ever say hello to your father like that again. It's just really, really jumpy. And Stephanie, because Jessie's got the baseball bat, she asks, do you guys play baseball every night after we go to sleep? Well, the house is big enough, I'll say that. Joey clarifies for everyone Actually, girls, Uncle Jesse's holding a bat because he's a wee bit miffed at me. And Jesse looks at Joey and says, a wee bit miffed? Oh, no, no. I'm miffed off. And it's like, okay, story time because we need to know what happened. This whole episode is actually one giant flashback. Because Danny, Danny, Jesse starts in, he's still holding the bat, I think. Jesse starts <laughs> getting right in Joey's facing. When I think about what you did to me tonight, and Joey's like, hey, Jesse, man, come on. Like, let's let bygone, bygones be bygones. And Jesse says, all right, bye. You're gone. <laughs> 
Danny, of course, needs to get a handle on this situation before it escalates and turns into something dark. Because he says, I don't know what's going on here, but why don't you guys just stop this? Yeah, and basically give each other a hug. Hug it out, if you will. We cut, when Danny says, why don't you give each other a hug, we see Jesse, he's got Joey's, the front of Joey's shirt clenched in his fists like he is just going to uh, push him into the fireplace. Why is Joey wearing a nightcap? Have you ever seen anyone other than in a cartoon or the um, Twas the Night Before Christmas and the Dad in the Nightcap or whatever? Speaking of nightcaps, what is, a, like, someone like, hey, want to come in for a nightcap, like a late night cup of coffee or hot chocolate or something? I always wonder what that means. Okay, so there are two different definitions for nightcap. One, of course, a cap worn in bed. Who's doing that? Nobody. Unless your head is cold. I don't know. Maybe. Two, an alcoholic or... <laughs> An alcoholic or hot drink taken at the end of the day or before going to bed. Three, in baseball, the second game of a double header. Okay. I mean, usually when I think of nightcap, I think of people saying, hey, you want to come in for, like, a hot drink or something. Okay. We can just hang out, chat, while we're making hot chocolate. And Danny's like, okay, if you don't settle... If you don't want a hug, how about a high five, maybe? Jesse finally releases Joey's pajama shirt and says, You know what, Danny? I'm, I'm really not in the mood. You know why, Danny? I, I'll tell you why. Here, let's, let's create, let me paint you a picture here of what went down. It's all... Because of a story entitled, Mean Mr. Joey Stabs Sweet Innocent Uncle Jesse in the Back. The girl's like, alright, story time. They plop on the couch. I mean, I hope they don't have to go to school in the morning. Hey, I need my 8 to 9 to 10 hours of sleep a night. If I can get it. And Danny says, girl, you don't want to hear Mean Mr. Joey Stabs Sweet Innocent Uncle Jesse in the back, do you? And they're like, yeah, it's got a great title. Danny gives an, like, all right, one quick story, but don't even think about staying up to watch Letterman. <laughs> and of course, because there are kids in the room, Danny says, oh, and by the way, Jess, this better be PG. So Jesse paints us the picture saying this pretty much, it happened last week. The exterminator business was a little slow, so I decided to start teaching guitar. I was actually thinking about that tonight while I was making chair. <laughs> about how the fact that Jesse, what, this is 87, so he probably put out a want ad in the paper. Like, guitar lessons, you know, probably the hourly rate that he charges. Probably saying either beginners or people are just looking, 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 looking to freshly tune their skills or have no skills just call and we'll set up an appointment and he was also waiting for his new student to show up I part of me kind of wonders if maybe he did this just because he thought it might be a nice way to meet 
ladies who are also interested in that are musically inclined. They like to play instruments. Hey, it kind of cuts out the middleman of having to find out whether or not you and another person have the same interests. You already know you do because they're coming to learn how to play the guitar, right? That's... Danny, this psycho was about to mash my potato. I was not. I heard a noise down there. I thought it was a prowler. Liar. Shh. Follow me. It's over here. Hello? Ah. Don't ever say hello to your father like that again. Do you guys play baseball every night after we go to sleep? Well, actually, girls, um, your Uncle Jesse's holding him back because he's a wee bit miffed at me. A wee bit miffed? I'm miffed off. <laughs> when I think about what you did to me Come tonight. on, Jesse. Let's let bygones be bygones. All right. Bye. You're gone. I don't know what's going on here, but why don't you guys just stop this and give each other a hug? <laughs> a high five? I'm not in the mood. You know why? I'll tell you why. It's all because of a little story entitled Mean Mr. Joey Stabbed Sweet Innocent Uncle Jesse in the Back. Story time. Yeah. Girls, you don't want to hear Mean Mr. Joey Stabbed Sweet Innocent Uncle Jesse in the Back, do you? Yeah, it's got a great title. All right, one quick story, but don't even think about staying up to watch Letterman. This better be PG. It all started last week. The exterminator business was slow, so I decided to start teaching guitar. I was waiting for my new student to show up. So we're in Jesse's room. He's sitting on his bed. He's playing. He's trying to work out some new lyrics. They're not going great. First, he starts singing about a woman that he no. First, he starts singing about a lady. Then he changes it to woman. Then he changes it to muchacha. And he's like, you know what? Maybe she's a man. Well, see, maybe you should just start <laughs> writing this stuff down and then working out in your guitar, but I am not a, a lyricist, so I don't know. DJ comes in and says, Uncle Jesse, there's a beautiful lady here to see you. <laughs> and DJ goes in, like, this one's great with the, like, the okay sign. So she says, oh, yeah, that's got to be my new guitar student. And DJ tells him, yeah, right. So DJ ducks out in the hallway and says, oh, it's all right. You can come on in now. So this woman comes in. She's got a head of curly blonde hair. Jesse takes one look at her, and he, does he do a have mercy? I don't know. She introduces herself as Karina Spicer. And Jesse is just like, oh, wow. I mean, he doesn't say that, but in his eyes. I know he's Jesse Cochran in season one, but boy, oh, boy, does this just... Cochran does not fit him. No, he is full on. To me, he will always be Jesse Kitsopoulos. So Jesse shakes Karina's hand for a very long time. And DJ's like, you know what? I'm gone. I'm out of here. 
You don't even see me. Zip. I mean, he, 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 of course, compliments her on it. Like, oh, Karina, that's a really pretty name. She doesn't say thank you, but he immediately jumps into music teacher mode. Like, okay, I think I'm going to overstep with that. Let's get down to the basics. Jesse Cochran's School of Music, which is set up in his bedroom. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking of this yesterday. Um, I don't know if I would feel comfortable learning how to play music. If I had answered an ad to learn how to play guitar, right? Guitar lessons. I get there. I'm like, okay, I'm at someone's house. Okay, now I gotta go upstairs to a bedroom. I'm like, I don't know what kind of music lessons these are, but I'm lucky. I'm very happy I didn't pay up front. Goodbye. So Karina looks around and notices, of course, the pink bunnies on the wall, the wallpaper of the room. Like, oh, it's very interesting decor. I don't normally meet a man who has pink bunnies on his. Well, that's because he is now living in his niece's old bedroom. Jesse jumps, oh yeah, I'm also a musketeer. <laughs> I don't know, I think Karina could be flirting just a smidge. She's like, oh yeah, I like that in a man. And Jesse tells her, well, great, because you know what? Today is anything can happen day. Anything goes. So he has her sit down on this nice padded seat, this nice padded chair with no back on it. And she does, she's up front. She's like, no, Jesse, I have to warn you. I really, I don't have any musical experience whatsoever. She does explain that I believe she is a kindergarten teacher and she really would like to learn how to play songs to engage with the kids, which I think is, that's great. Wow. That is really, yeah. And you know what? You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. Second grade. Okay. Um, I, I guess. Maybe in 87, a second grade, well, 87. I wasn't in second grade. I was most likely in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, she wants to accompany the kids in sing-alongs. Because, I mean, yeah, that might work for second grade in 1987. In second grade in 2022, I don't know. Are kids down with the musical like sing-alongs and stuff nowadays i don't know i mean i if it feels like kid second graders in 2022 might be a little past all that sing-along stuff that's i mean honestly i'm thinking sing-alongs are more for like preschool age maybe kindergarten but i think that might be the cutoff age for nowadays but again i have no children this is just my this is just my opinionated guess, my hypothesis, if you will. Jesse says, oh, well, that's wonderful. You get to work with children. He says, oh, I love youngsters. In comes Stephanie. Oh, my goodness. This could very well be the winner right now, anyway, for Worst Outfit. She is wearing bright yellow like leggings with it's like matching pants with a sweatshirt that's got a and i could be getting the author's name the one the very hungry caterpillar was it eric carlisle or uh 
something like that. But that's what the, the caterpillar on her shirt looks like, if that is indeed a caterpillar. Very well could be. But that's I'm getting the very hungry caterpillar vibes from her shirt. He's like, oh, I love youngsters. Stephanie, sweetie, Jesse, dude, dude. You have a lesson going on. You need to close the door. You need to have a sign that says music lesson in progress. Please do not disturb. Because she walks right in with not Mr. Bear because Mr. Bear has not been introduced. She has a bear that basically has its head ripped off. How in the world did this? Comment doesn't happen until season three. Did somebody in a fit of rage just rip off that teddy bear's head? Why? Huh? How? I don't know. Yeah, Stephanie. Uncle Jesse. And yeah, she's holding both parts of the stuffed bear. And he says, not now. But Karina's like, aww, her bear. It's in two pieces, basically. Jesse gets up. He's like, aww. Jesse says, Aw, you know, as soon as I'm done here giving a music lesson, I will sew Mr. Teddy's head back onto his body. And he says, okay, honey bun sugar pie. And he kisses Stephanie on the cheek. And I'm just like, what is this? Even Stephanie's a little like honey bunch sugar pie. Okay, ma'am, you need to watch him. He's acting weird. He's normally not like this with us. She says, honey bunch, sugar pie? This is weird. Stephanie looks at Karina and says, you're pretty. Watch him. She thumbs his direction. So, yeah. She leaves. And Jesse's like, my little niece. I could just, uh. All right, back to music. Jesse's going to teach her two simple chords. And pretty soon she's going to be playing music. So I guess he's teaching her an A chord, which I don't know what that is. And then she kind of laughs at that, and Jesse says, oh, you're really pretty when you smile like that. I'm like, Jesse, stick to me. See, I would be uncomfortable. I'd be like, I don't like this. I don't like the close proximity. I don't like the fact that there be he's teaching music out of his bedroom, even though where else is he going to teach? He doesn't have the studio in the basement yet because it's just a garage. And I'm sure in a part of the way, maybe she might be semi-flattered, but it just looks like a, can we just stick to music, please, kind of look. Okay, a D chord is what he's showing her. He's like, it would be this note, that note, that note, try that. And she does, and it doesn't sound anywhere even close to what Jesse just played. He's like, oh, good, great, great, that's great. She did doesn't want you to humor her. She wants you to be honest. You're not helping if uh, she's getting the chords wrong. He just strums the string. She doesn't use her thumb or whatever you do to pick or whatever to just go lightly down each one individually. He didn't ask you to strum the guitar. He asked you to hit the notes individually or whatever. And he tells her... Good. You now have more musical knowledge than Twisted Sister. And Jesse tells her, with those two chords, you should be, with those three chords, you should be able to play, what, 350 plus songs? 
including such campfire favorites as Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley. Yes, I remember when I covered that episode back in September for the Back to School Part 3 double feature where Danny was singing that because Jesse didn't pick him for best man. And I actually looked into the song, the lyrics, the history behind the song. It was pretty dark, I'll tell you that. It was it was creepy. So he starts singing Tom Dooley, and then he jumps right into Elvis's Can't Help Falling in Love with You. She looks like she is uncomfortable, but she's trying to put a smile on her face. Like, okay, just let him do this, I guess. And then he he gets like right into her face singing Elvis. And honestly, I cannot take him seriously until he loses his mullet. I just I can't. And then he clearly she's not <clears throat> receptive. She doesn't want this. And he jumps right back into Tom Dooley. And then again she's not hitting the notes. He is not a very good musical teacher at all. I mean, what if it had been, you know, a, a guy there? He would have stuck strictly to music. And honestly, part of me feels that a guy isn't going to want to take lessons from another guy just because, like, hey, I don't need you to teach me anything. I can learn it on my own kind of thing. It just, it doesn't seem like, especially in 87, that a guy is going to be like, unless it's a young kid, probably junior high, like, hey, I want to impress the girls, show me some moves on the guitar so I can wow them, that kind of thing. And we do get something like that come uh, season five with uh, DJs. She's got some guy in her grade, Pete from the Funky Tongues Band, who is just playing music to impress the ladies. That's how he, that's his shtick. That's how he gets the girls, is through a band. So he's like, all right, let's try the strum. So he's going, this one, that one, this one, that one. She's attempting, he's not even looking at her, her finger picking because... Yeah, it's like you need to be correcting her technique. Like, no, 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 no. I would have, like, look at me. He First of all, he's not facing the guitar. He's sitting on an amp, by the way. That's got to be extremely uncomfortable. If he could be turning the guitar so he's actually facing her and she he can show her, she can visibly see what chords he is hitting... Because from her vantage point, because he's playing it, he's like, she's facing one way, he's facing not away from her, but she can't get a good look at the notes that he's hitting. I just think he needs to start from scratch. Like, okay, yes, this is a guitar. These are the strings. These are the chords I want you to play. See how my the the fret, the fingering on the fret, you got to make sure. And I, again, I don't play guitar. I'm just saying like but then again, <clears throat> um her guitar maybe it isn't tuned uh maybe it needs to be tuned. Sometimes like a piano, they got to be tuned properly. 
all guitars are different. Maybe they make different sounds and stuff. But I still feel like she is not hitting the notes as you're supposed to. Jesse, again, just, just goes back to me saying, Jesse's not really a good teacher. Or he could be if he would get his head out of clouds. It all started last week. The exterminator business was slow, so I decided to start teaching guitar. And I was waiting for my new student to show up. She's a muchacha. Maybe she's a man. Uncle Jesse, there's a girl here to see you. This one's great. Oh, that must be my new guitar student. Yeah, right. Come on in. Hi. I'm Karina Spicer. I'm Jesse Copper. I'm out of here. Karina. It's a real pretty name. So, welcome to the uh, Jesse Cochran School of Music. I'll take this for you. Interesting decor. Don't meet a lot of men with little pink bunnies on their walls. I'm also a musketeer. I like that in a man. Good. Because today is anything can happen day. Here, take a seat. Why? Because we like you. <laughs> I kill myself. Uh, but, Jesse, I have to warn you, I have absolutely no musical experience. I teach second grade, and I want to accompany my kids in sing-alongs. That's wonderful. You get to work with children. I love youngsters. Uncle Jesse? Not now. <laughs> oh. oh. Poor Mr. Teddy. I'll tell you what, as soon as we're done... I'll help you sew Mr. Teddy's head right back onto Mr. Teddy's body. Okay, honey bunch sugar pie? Honey bunch sugar pie? This is weird. <laughs> You're pretty. Watch him. <laughs> My little niece, I could just eat her. <laughs> okay, back to music. All right, now, I'm going to teach you two simple chords, and in no time you're going to be playing a song, all right? First chord, it's an A chord. Get an A chord. You're real pretty when you smile. Sorry, back to music. <clears throat> anyway, the next chord would be a D chord, which is this note, this note, and that note. Try that. Perfect, good. You now have more musical knowledge than Twisted Sister. With those two chords, you can play 374 tunes, including such campfire favorites as... Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Hang down your head. This one, that one, this one, that one. 
So Jesse takes Karina out on his motorcycle, and then they come back seven hours later. And Karina talks about all the stuff they did. Oh my gosh, with the power laugh. Even in season one, that power laugh, even if it wasn't always going to be by, it just seems like Joey and Jesse with a ma. I cannot stand that. Yeah, even Jesse says that's the power laugh. <sighs> Jesse asks Karina if she wants to stay and have a drink. She's like, well, I, I can't. I have other plans. And she thanks him for a wonderful day. You know, the guitar lesson, a picnic by the bay, candlelight dinner in the wine country. She asks, do you do this for all your students? He's like, well, I mean, that was the deluxe lesson. Says that'll be $475. <laughs> no. She jokes and says, the check's in the mail. That's a lo- I mean, I know he's joking, but $475.87, that is a lot of money. And being she's a second grade teacher in 1987, I don't really know how much money she's making. I mean, I don't know if she lives in a house in her, or an apartment or with a roommate, but... Uh, yeah, that's a lot. And he opens the door for her and she's like, all right, next Wednesday for the next lesson. I'll see you then, Wednesday night. And she is like halfway out the door, halfway in. She's basically in the doorway there. And he's like, oh, Karina, I had a really nice time today. So, of course, he's expecting to get a kiss from her. Girl, if you don't want to be kissed, she does not have a face on that says, I want to be kissed. She, But Jesse leans in anyway. She in no way looks receptive to wanting to be kissed. She just stands there and lets him kiss her. Her eyes aren't even closed. I mean, come on, guys. We can all tell she's not into Jesse romantically. I think he's trying too hard. I just think, hey, if she's not giving you signals she's into that, you need to back off. We got DJ and Stephanie coming in, seeing Jesse kiss Karina, and say, ew, gross. Stephanie's got a red popsicle, and DJ's got an orange popsicle. This makes me think when um, it would be at my aunt and uncle's house, they'd have popsicles. The last two flavors that would always be remaining after everything else was picked would be orange and green. Usually blue, red, and purple were the ones that would be gone. Kind of like when my dad would get Neapolitan ice cream. Uh, vanilla would always be the last one. Was it vanilla or one of those flavors was always just there. Jesse says, oh, those are my nieces. I'd be like, yeah, she met them earlier that day. Remember the bear? And DJ was the one who brought Karina up to Jesse's room for the music lesson. And Karina says, bye, Jesse. We get to have mercy, but we get it after he closes the door. He says, have mercy. So Jesse throws his jacket down. After closing the door, walks past Stephanie and DJ and says, don't ever ooh when your uncle's kissing. Well, don't kiss in front of the kids. (laughs) 
DJ and Stephanie just kind of shrugged. Stephanie especially is like shrugged, shrugged her shoulders. Eh, whatever. Let's go upstairs and play Barbies, DJ. After the lesson, I invited Karina out for a little ride on my motorcycle. Seven hours later. Ah! And that's the power line. That's good. <laughs> you want to stay and have a drink? Oh, I really can't. I have other plans. But thank you for a great day. Guitar lesson, a picnic by the bay, candlelight dinner in the wine country. You do this for all your students? Well, that was the deluxe lesson. That'll be $475. <laughs> the check's in the mail. Okay. I'll see you next lesson, Wednesday night. Okay. Karina. I had a really nice time today. So now we're moving to the kitchen. We got Joey doing dishes. We got Danny drying them. Oh, we do get glimpses of Mr. Clean Danny from season two. Because he takes a one look at the pan he's getting ready to dry, looks into it and says, Joey, this pan was actually cleaner when there was food cooking in it. Try again. There's like gunk on the side of it. Joey, what did you wash exactly? All over the side, there's like gunk. And just like the pot boiled over and some is on the sides. Like, no, no, no. You need to take. No, this is not. How... <laughs> I'd be like, you know what, Joey? How about this? We'll swap. I will wash. You will dry. Because I will get it done. We're going to be here all night with these dishes if we keep going. <laughs> what you're doing. Jesse walks in like he's floating on a cloud. He's on cloud nine. Yeah, apparently they had ch chili for dinner because Jesse... Danny tells Jesse, oh, Jess, we saved you some chili. God, the whole bottom of that pan is like charred caked chili. Not to mention, you're making chili for... Five people, right? Well, Michelle isn't eating any of it. Wait, two, three. Yeah, for five people. Um, they're using a small pot. Is everyone just getting a, a ladle full, a spoonful, and that's basically it? Because that pot isn't enough to feed a family of five. And it's I shouldn't even call it a pot because it really isn't. It seems like they've been through this with Jesse as he sits down and says, oh, I'm not hungry. And Joey says, oh boy, not again. And Danny says, all right, Jess, who's the girl? What's her name? Corina. This just makes me think of the movie Corina Corina with Whoopi Goldberg and uh, the late Ray Liotta. And uh, Tina, gosh, how do you say her? I'm not even sure how you say her name, but she was in the movie Andre. She was in, I never saw the movie Waterworld. She was also in Napoleon Dynamite as Deb, I believe, the one with the side ponytail. And that is such a good movie, Karina. Karina is such a good movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but wow, is that such a good movie. Oh, come on, Danny. 
don't criticize her name. It's a pretty name. He's like, come on, Jesse, don't you ever met like a Debbie or like a Susie? You know, for the longest time, it seemed like he was dating ladies with us in their name, like Roxana and Brianna and uh, Samantha, stuff like that. Yeah, we'll meet. We'll meet Samantha. And, oh, there's also Robin. Robin, who we'll meet next week. And then, of course, we'll meet Samantha, played by Chelsea Noble, who is married to Kirk Cameron, who got together with him on Growing Pains. Jesse gets up and says, hey, make all the cracks you want, guys, but I'm telling you, when our eyes met, me and Karina's, there was magic. Dude, I'm telling you, that is 100% one-sided. She is not interested. I watched that kiss again. She looks like she is starting to pull away. And for good reason. She's not into it. And Joey says, yeah, with you, Jesse, there's always magic. You should wear a top hat and pull white doves out of your pants. And Danny actually supports Jesse. He's like, in Jesse's defense, I think when it comes to love, anything is possible. Danny says, I felt the same magic when I met first laid eyes on Pam. She walked in my, into my 10th grade geometry class. She sat down right next to him and he says, hi, can I borrow your slide rule? <laughs> I can't do a cracked, prepubescent voice like Danny. <laughs> Jesse, you didn't reach puberty by the 10th grade? And Danny is just everything just borders on meeting Pam. She changed his life, everybody. He wants you to know this. He says, yeah, not until I met Pam. And Danny says, the next morning I woke up with a mustache. Just makes me think of season seven when he and Vicky broke up. He tried to grow a mustache, which people kept mistaking for soy sauce or something else. <laughs> it's like... Can you believe it? I tried to grow a mustache. I thought I'd hit puberty. It took him like a week to try to grow that. He's like, I thought I'd hit puberty by now. Joey is not a believer. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. No sale. I don't believe that love happens that fast. Well, Joey, this is why you're... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of... I get what he's saying. I honestly do. Sometimes love, it's a, it's a slow burn. It's, you know, like these shows, we watch people like, oh, they would be so good together if they got together, right? Seasons go by. Seasons, guys, in these shows, we wait for that moment to hit. And when it does, it's great. And then it just feels like a downward slope. Like, oh, they're a couple now. Oh, they're married now. Huh. It used to be nice when they're not dating, but you know, flirting with each other. Like, that's what we liked about it, but it just seems like it loses that spark once they, uh, there's my alarm. <laughs> once they, um, after they get together. I don't know, some shows it just feels like it kind of does. Like, someone let the air out of the funness of the relationship. Oh, Jesse, stop with this. He's like, hey guys, you know how I know it's real? real? I can't stop smiling. He says, I'm just smiling away like I'm Nancy Reagan. Oh, jokes from the 80s. Can't stop smiling. And then we cut out of that particular flashback. Joey, this was actually cleaner when the food was cooking in it. <laughs> Jesse, we save you some chili. 
Not hungry. Oh, brother, not again. Okay. What's her name? Corina. Corina? Don't you ever meet a Debbie or a Susie? Okay, fine. You guys crack all the jokes you want. But I'm telling you, when our eyes met, there was magic. With you, there's always magic. You should wear a top hat and pull white doves out of your pants. Fine. It's fine. In Jesse's defense, when it comes to love, I think anything is possible. I felt the same instant magic when I met Pam. She walked into my 10th grade geometry class, sat down right next to me, and I said, Hi, can I borrow your slide rule? You didn't reach puberty by the 10th grade? Not till I met Pam. But the next morning, I woke up with a mustache. <laughs> I'm sorry, no sale, boys. Love just does not happen that fast. Hey, guys, you know how I know it's real? I can't stop smiling. I'm just smiling away like I'm Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I just can't stop smiling. So we come back to the present where they're telling the story. And Jesse says, I stopped smiling. Thanks to him. Thanks, Joey. Okay, Jesse, you need to stop this because it, he has no idea what Karina thinks. Because he says, me and Karina were madly in love. I, on your side of it, maybe, from what you're thinking, but... Judging by that kiss, she was not into it. DJ does clarify, we did see them kissing. And she and Stephanie go, ew. <laughs> Danny has to ask Je Jesse, please stop making out in front of my kids. They don't need to see that. Jesse grabs Joey by... His shirt collar, pulls him up from the couch, turns him around and says, Hey, Mr. Backstabber, why don't you tell everyone what you did today? So, Joey goes into full detail about the beginning of his day. Well, I uh, turned off my alarm, did that stretching thing with my arms. And Jesse says, No, not that. The backstabbing thing. And Danny asks, Would you also pick up the pace for the story? I'd like to get the girls to bed before Good Morning America. So, Joey paints us a picture saying how it was stormy out. Gosh, a lot of storms. I don't know what time of year this is in California. But, uh, yeah. Stormy out. <laughs> Danny and Joey and the girls were getting ready to watch The Wizard of Oz because Stephanie's never seen it before. By season two, Baby Love with Michelle and Howie. Stephanie's seen The Wizard of Oz by that point. On the mantle here, as Joey's getting ready to tell his side of the story, we do see two full-size pictures of Danny, the girls, and Pam. And one of Pam and the girls. I mean, yes, it is a little out of focus, but... It's a giant bowl of popcorn, but then again, you're going to have four hands dipping into that bowl. And Danny states, this is Stephanie's first viewing of The Wizard of Oz. I actually did see that. I'm trying to remember whether it might have been June or July. 
for the 80th? I can't remember what year it's supposed to be at this point for the Wizard of Oz. I know it's been a while because it came out in 39 and we're in 2022. So I wanted to see it on the big screen. I thought it was cool. I didn't realize how long it was. <laughs> Not that that's a complaint necessarily. It is a good movie. And I did tear up with the Over the Rainbow song. Stephanie says, I'm psyched. And Danny says, you should be, sweetie. It is such a phenomenal movie. It's such a sweet little movie. So he starts out saying about how there's this sweet, adorable girl named Dorothy with her little dog, Toto. And then he starts like, oh, yeah, that's right. She does get, they get kidnapped by this horrible witch. We don't need a play-by-play. -play. Just let her watch the movie. Cause you, oh, she gets her dog back. And then uh, the house flies through the air. And then it lands on this other horrible witch. It's like he's telling her the whole movie. Stephanie kind of crinkles her nose like, uh, I don't really know if I want to see this now. There is a doorbell ring. Who's at the door? Danny just sums it up like, honey, sweetie, just, just trust me. This is the most adorable, sweetest movie ever. So, Joey apparently has not met Karina, because when he opens the door, he's like, hi, I'm Joey, can I help you, please? And Karina says, oh, hi, I'm here to see Jesse. And Joey says, aren't they all? All the pretty ladies are always asking for Jesse. So she does say, I'm Karina Spicer, I have a music lesson with Jesse. And apparently Jesse is running late, probably from his exterminator business. Joey invites her to stay and hey, hang out and why hey, watch the you want to watch the Wizard of Oz with us and she oh my gosh that is my favorite movie of course I'll stay and watch so and I like the fact that I mean Joey isn't looking for love yes I'm sure he does find Karina attractive but he's not pushing himself on her he's not singing her love songs he's not doing any of that he's just being normal fun time Joey. And I'm just thinking, when they go down to sit on the couch, Karina, of course, sits on the end next to DJ. Joey's sitting on the arm of the couch. You'd think that's, <laughs> that is not going to be comfortable for a long period of time. And, of course, there's something with the TV. Must be due to the storm. And DJ says, Dad, do something. It's snowing in Kansas. And apparently the cable goes out every time there's a storm. And Stephanie goes into this, we'll get it more than once, and she says, fix it! Danny, of course, is not, uh, yeah, he's not a TV repairman. He's like, honey, this isn't something I can fix. I don't know what to tell you. Stephanie does not care. Fix it! gonna call the cable company. What time at night is it? Seven o'clock at night? I'm sure he's done for the day. Oh, oh, you mean the cable company as in probably one of those where you're put on hold forever. It's like all our texts are unavailable at this time or something. Or it'll be an automated message saying, we're aware of the storm. We are working on it. They're not working on it. It will be up shortly or just some automated message that does nothing to help anybody <laughs> somebody says you'll get a busy signal probably okay stephanie chillax fix it fix it stop stop 
Like, girl, you're going to bed if you don't pipe down. Seriously, enough's enough. If you can't fix it, oh, you can't rent it, apparently. I guess it's not on VHS. Oh, is this the thing where, like, once a year on television, they put The Wizard of Oz out on television? Because he's like, I'll call the cable company. So he must have checked with the TV guy, like, hey, The Wizard of Oz is on tonight. We can introduce Stephanie to The Wizard of Oz and Dorothy and Toto and the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion and all that fun stuff. Sweetie, by the time the the storm is done and the cable is fixed, the movie's probably going to be more than half over. So, because you have to wait for the VHS. Danny's like, why was I born? I born a cable repairman. Oh, you probably would make decent money. You'd be gone a lot. Well, I'll, I'll say this for Stephanie. She definitely knows how to vocalize her emotions and her feelings. Because Joey's like, hey, look, I do Wizard of Oz in my stand-up app. Let me put it out here for you to see. And Stephanie says, well, somebody do something. I'm very upset. Well, sweetie, we, we see that you're upset. We understand you're upset. But Joey's going to entertain. So he basically boils down the movie in the course of less than ten minutes. <laughs> Because he starts in with Auntie M looking for Dorothy, and then Dorothy looking for Auntie M, and then there's a twister, and then there's a witch and a bicycle, which Stephanie isn't going to know. It's I, I think this is very creative. I think it's fun. But it doesn't compare to the movie. He's got a house on a pole. That's creative. Apparently, Michelle's into it. Baby Michelle's like, oh, wow, fun. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. <laughs> this is so cute. And do the introduction of the Tin Man or the Scarecrow. And they come before the Cowardly Lion. Yes, this is an abbreviated and abridged version of Wizard of Oz hitting 90% of the beats of the movie in the course of less than 10 minutes. I love how Karina just, oh, she just finally, oh, she loves this. Dave Kool-Aid does a very good Cowardly Lion, I will say that. Oh my goodness. With the trilling and the just, wow. Right, Quinny? You got it, girl. Joey also has a Abraham Lincoln cardboard cutout on a stick that's got a little squirty turkey baster things that he's spraying <laughs> as he says i am the great and powerful oz everyone's loving this it's just it's fun of course we get the wicked witch i'm melting melting oh what a world and of course glinda the good witch well that you've always had the power to get back to kansas all you have to do is click your heels three times they say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And then he makes it almost like it was, well, we've all, spoiler alert, it was all a dream. It never happened as far as the Wizard of, the, the, the Land of Oz and all that Scarecrow and all that fun stuff. But it was a fun adventure. And we enjoy, it's like, Dorothy, wake up. Your teeth are cleaned. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, oh my goodness, that's, uh, that's an interesting ending, Joey. 
Hey, Bows. And it's just like, oh, Joey, you did a very good job. That was nice and entertaining. And Joey as well, what do you think? 70 points behind her says, fix it! Yeah, I mean, it was cute and everything, but it does not compare to the actual movie. I'd be like, Joey, you got this wrong. Joey, why didn't you bring up the scarecrow and the tin man? Karina says, oh, Joey, I loved it. And Danny adds, yeah, Joey, that was a great simulation. Okay, so they will rent the tape. Okay, they're going to rent it tomorrow. All right, sweetness. You should be able to see it in one way or another. She starts criticizing Joey's act. Wait a minute, Joey, you got this wrong. This isn't right. Why are you adding these characters? Who are these three guys? All right, it's bedtime for the girls. Joey's going to hang out with Kar Karina. I keep wanting to say Katrina, but it's not Katrina. It's Karina. <laughs> Danny says, oh, this should only take uh, five or six hours to put these kids to bed. I stopped next to him. But Karina and me were madly in love. We did see him kissing. Ew. Jesse, please stop making out in front of my kids. Mr. Backstabber, why don't you tell everybody what you did today? Well, I woke up, turned off the alarm, did that stretching thing. Not the stretching thing, the backstabbing thing. And could you pick up the pace a little bit? I'd like to get the girls to bed before Good Morning America. <laughs> well, it was stormy and... Me and Danny and the girls were getting ready to watch The Wizard of Oz. Here we go. Popcorn du jour. All in honor of Stephanie's first viewing of The Wizard of Oz. I'm psyched. You should be, honey. It's the sweetest little movie. There's this pretty girl, Dorothy, and she's got this adorable dog, Toto, who gets kidnapped by this horrible witch. But she gets her dog back, and her house flies through the air, and then it, it lands on this other horrible witch whose feet curl up like party favors. <laughs> Trust me, honey, it's the sweetest little movie. Hi, I'm uh, Joey. Can I help you, please? I'm here to see Jesse. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> I'm Karina Spicer. I have a guitar lesson. Oh, uh, Jesse called to say he's running a little bit late. Uh, would you like to watch The Wizard of Oz with us? Oh, that's my favorite movie, yeah. That's uh, mine, too. Come on in. Uh, Karina, this is Danny, Stephanie, DJ, and Michelle. Karina. Hi. Hi. Oh, Dad, something happened to the TV. It's snowing in Kansas. The cable goes out every time there's a storm. Fix it. Steph, this is not something I can fix. Fix it. Steph, I'm going to call the cable company. Don't get a busy signal. Fix it. Why wasn't I born a cable repairman? Hey, no problem. I do that Wizard of Oz bit in my act. Somebody do something. I'm very upset. Okay, everybody, gather around for the Wizard of Oz. Grab a seat right in front. Here we go. Dorothy, Dorothy, back to you, back to you. A twister, a twister, a twister. scary around these parts there's probably lions and tigers and bears oh my come on you guys lions and tigers and bears oh my lions and tigers and bears oh my put them up put them up if i were king of the forest 
power to get back to Kansas. Just click your heels together three times and say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <gasps> Dorothy, wake up. Your teeth are finished. <laughs> simulation. <laughs> I hope you don't feel bad when I rent the tape tomorrow. Okay, girls, come on. It's time to get you into your pajamas and ready for bed. Aww. This should only take five or six hours. Good night, Zoe. Good night, Good night. Good night. So, Danny and the girls go upstairs. Karina and Joey are on the couch. They're talking about how great kids are. And, of course, because... Karina is a second grade teacher, so yeah, she definitely identifies. She says, I love how open and just real kids are. They're just, wow. I thought she was like open, like they're just, they're real with you. They're honest, especially at that age and stuff like that. They'll just say whatever. You say, oh wow, they're great kids. And Joy says, yeah, they're the greatest kids in the history of kids. And Karina says, yeah, I think that's why I went into into teaching. It's like, yeah, of course, definitely. If you have a passion for, you know, wanting to educate and you enjoy being around kids, definitely. I mean, use your strengths. Joy, of course, is like, yeah, I think that's why I kind of refused to grow up. Because <laughs> in a way, Joey is, you know, he's, he's a big kid and stuff. I mean, yes, he can be serious. Yes, he can be an adult because he is an adult. But he can also be goofy. Sometimes he's a little overly goofy, but that's, that's Joey for you. And Karina says, oh, no, you seem pretty grown up to me. He's like, what, who, me, seriously? The guy who keeps Abe Lincoln on a stick in his bedroom. <laughs> and she also comments Joey on his humor. Like, Joey, you are so funny. You know, I think, I think a sense of humor is... A very sexy quality in a man and honestly I definitely have to say a hundred percent yes sense of humor is very that that's up there with just an overall you know good personality you know compatible even I mean you might have everything single thing in common but it doesn't hurt to have a few things you know I mean, Jeremy and I, we don't listen to the same music. He doesn't read. I don't really play video games hardly at all, but we're compatible. You know, we're comfortable together. And that's why we've stayed married so long. <laughs> and she just, yeah, she just assumes he's, he's seeing someone. Oh, you know, I bet your girlfriend just adores you. I'm like, you see her there with him? <laughs> Because he said, oh, I'm, I'm not saying. And I like how when Joey says this, he is so real and so honest. He says, oh, actually, I'm not seeing anyone right now. And she's like, really? You're not? He's like, well, I mean, I'm seeing my dentist next Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, I mean, with Joey, sometimes even with others, you know, sometimes when things get a little, like, too serious, it's like, it's hard not to try to throw a joke in there just to make light of, you know, and sometimes people, you know, that's their reaction. That's what they do because, you know, they're uncomfortable. They don't know any other way how to express 
you know, their emotions or what's going on or reacting to a situation like that. And she full on asked him out. She's like, well, you know, if it doesn't work out with you and your dentist, um, why don't you and I get together? Why don't we go hang out? Joey, <laughs> he says, well, Dr. Hoffman is pretty cute, but I mean, he is married, so. And he's got both watches on and he says, all right, pick a time. That's right. I mean, they're not doing anything. Like, I'd be like, well, how about right now? Let's just continue hanging out. Oh, no. She says, how about right after my guitar lesson with Jesse? So, yes. Jesse's name gets thrown in there. And Jesse all of a sudden realizes, that's right. This is Karina, the girl that Jesse is infatuated with. He's in love with and thinks that she feels the same way, which she does not. Oh, he's just now realizing Karina. Oh, Jesse. Yes. He now gets it. Yes. This is that Karina. <laughs> the way that he jumps up and jumps like five feet away from her is almost like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just overstepped my bounds just about. He's like, uh, excuse me. I'm going to go check on something in the kitchen. Karina comes in because clearly she feels that she's kind of scared Joey off for a second. And he starts opening cupboards, you know, the drawer to the silverware, the cupboards. Like, oh, no, no, I'm doing fine. Oh, they also have a dishwasher. Great. Yeah, she's confused. She's like, what exactly are you checking for? Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm just doing some random checking. He picks up the salt, the pepper. Touches the ceramic duck, which holds cookies on occasion. He's like, sink. Jesse's girl, as he quickly uh, touches Karina on the shoulder. And yeah, this is where she's like, no, 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 I'm not Jesse's girl. And he's like, all right, everything checks out. And as soon as he says Jesse's girl and puts a hand on her shoulder quickly, the look that she has, like, oh, this, that's what this is about. Okay, that's why you're turning me down. Because he, he, he turns to Karina and says, you know, he's really crazy about you. And she says, well, Jesse is a really terrific guy, and we had a nice time. And sure, but you can have fun, and you, the person can be a great person, but if there's nothing there on your end then it's clearly, it's not happening. This is all kind of what Jesse's feeling himself, and he's thinking that Karina is reciprocating these same feelings. She's not. And the thing is, if Karina and Joey get together, that means the Katara lessons are not going to happen. I don't think that Jesse would be able to just set his feelings for Karina aside and just say, okay, yeah, we can be friends, and then keep teaching her music. I, well, he hasn't really taught her anything, to be honest, but I just, I don't see how that would work. Yeah, and she even says to Joey, to be honest, there was nothing really special between us. And Joey says, well, that's not how Jesse sees it. It's like, it doesn't matter how Jesse sees it. Karina does not feel that way. I mean, sure, she didn't have to go on that whole grand adventure through the wine country and picnic by the bay and all this hoopla poo. She didn't have to do that. 
She should have said, look, Jesse, you're a great guy, but I'm just here for music lessons. I would have shot that down. It's like, I'm flattered and everything, but I'm not interested. I came here, I answered your ad because I wanted to learn how to play songs to interact with the, my second graders during music time. And this is turning into something that I don't feel comfortable. I, I honestly, I would have, but you know what? I'm going to find someone else because I don't feel comfortable. And I'm not saying that because Jesse is an attractive, he is an attractive guy, who's the mullet. Um, but if I'm coming to you, if I'm paying you for a service and you start hitting on me or flirting with me, that I'm immediately going to shut that down, married or not. I'm, I, I don't want that. I pay you for a, a certain service. And that doesn't include flirting or singing in my face or any of that. You know Jesse had to spend quite a, well, picnic by the bay, you can do that basically for free. Just grab some food from a grocery store and you don't even need a picnic basket. Just put it in a sack and go. But, uh, uh, she said something like, uh, something in the wine country, wine tasting or something, which I don't know how much that costs at 87, but, um, yeah, it's not over. It's not like he's, like, taking her on a hot air balloon ride, which I'm sure I don't know how much that costs. Yeah. And she clarifies again, I'm not Jesse's girl. We had one little innocent kiss goodbye, and or goodnight, and that was it. Yeah, she says it was nothing, really. It was one of these. And she demonstrates by kissing Joey on the lips. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, that was, that, that was nothing. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's how I kissed my grandma. On the lips? On the lips? I get it. In 87, we're living in an age where I guess everyone kissed everyone relative or however on the lips. And I mean, sure. I don't know. I mean, usually if I was giving someone a kiss goodnight, it's on the cheek. It's on the cheek. I'm kissing you goodbye. It's on the cheek. It's not on the lips. I mean, I get it. You know, people that kiss their babies on the lips and whatnot, fine. That's what that's how you want to do it, whatever, great, but I don't know, I just don't, even as a parent and a little kid, but I'm sure the cutoff age is, you're not kissing your kid on the lips at age 10, you're just not doing that, but if you do, that's your prerogative, <laughs> I mean, at some point, I'm sure the kid is going to say, okay, mom, dad, that, that, enough's enough, please a nice kiss on the cheek is fine, or a handshake, or a, a hug even, but. When she says, that's how I kiss my grandmother, Joy says, oh, you two must be very close. It was like four lips shaking hands is how she <laughs> describes this. Okay, <laughs> whatever you say, Karina. And Karina says, look, we can try it again. And she does a quick kiss. She lingers there with like an inch of space between their mouths and goes back in again. 
here's the thunderstorm. It must have started then, because here, well, no, the thunderstorm is still going. This is an all-day, all-night thunderstorm, because it happened when they were getting ready to watch the movie. It's still going on now. Here comes Jesse with some roses. Oh, my gosh. Rose, oh my, see, this is where, if this thing with Joey hadn't happened, she would, like, had to have been straight up. Just tell him. Just, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm just, I'm not interested. I don't like you in that way. Joey breaks away from the kiss first because he sees Jesse coming up the stairs from what is the basement. He's holding red roses in one hand and his helmet in the other. And Joey's just a nervous right? He's like, oh, good, you're home. And Karina turns around and she is surprised to see Jesse there. Honestly, she really, I don't think she has anything to honestly apologize for. This is all Jesse cited, this whole romance. Oh, great kids. Yeah, they're the greatest kids in the history of kids. I love how children are so open and natural. I think that's why I went into teaching. That's why I refused to grow up. Oh, you seem pretty grown up to me. <laughs> oh, me, the guy who keeps Abe Lincoln on a stick in his bedroom? <laughs> Joey, you are so funny. I, I think that a sense of uh, humor is a very sexy quality in a man. Girlfriend must adore you. Oh, I, don't, I don't have a girlfriend. You're not seeing anybody? Well, sort of. I'm <laughs> seeing the dentist next Wednesday. <laughs> well, if things don't work out between you and the dentist... Maybe you and I could get together. Well, Dr. Hoffman's pretty cute, but he is married. <laughs> so, uh, pick a time. How about right after my guitar lesson with Jesse? Jesse. Corina. Jesse, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, excuse me, I'm gonna go check on something in the kitchen. Can I give you a hand? Uh, no, I'm doing fine. What exactly are you checking on? Oh, I'm just doing some uh, random checking. <laughs> Salt, pepper, duck, stove, sink, faucet, Jesse's girl. Well, everything checks out. You know, he's really crazy about you. Yeah, well, Jesse's really a terrific guy, and we had a really nice day together. But to be honest, there was nothing really special between us. That's not exactly how Jesse puts it. And if there's one thing in life that's sacred, you never mess with a buddy's girl. But I'm not his girl. All Jesse and I had between us was, was one little innocent kiss goodbye. It was nothing, really. It, it was one of these. Oh, that right there, that was, that was nothing. How I kissed my grandmother. Must be very close. It was like four lips shaking hands. Look, I don't know. We can try it again. Oh, good, you're home. So now we get back to later that night during the thunderstorm. Joey's like, oh, where was I? Jesse gets up and says, we're right in the middle of me coming home, catching you kissing the woman of my dreams. Oh, 
Good grief! I, I, I can't. I am, I'm over the, <sighs> I'm sorry guys, I am, Jesse is infuriating me. Let's move on. Okay, Jesse, I don't think you need to say that. He's like, what's going on? Well, he says, see, here. So you don't, dude, come on. No, if I were Korean, I'd be like, Jesse, I don't know what you think is going on or what you think is going on between us, but there is no us. I was flattered, but again, yeah. And it looks like the roses he's got is like maybe a couple roses and some uh, baby's breath or whatever they include with it. It's six roses, I think. So Joey tries to make this look like a CPR slash Heimlich rescue because Karina was supposedly choking on bad cheese. Really? He says he tried the Heimlich maneuver. It didn't work, so he tried to get it out with his mouth. He says, I tried to suck out the cheese using the Hoover maneuver. Oh, my gosh. And Joe, Jesse says, okay, let me get this straight, Joey. So you weren't kissing, you were searching for cheese. Am I right? And Joey's knowing that, yep, yep, that's what, that's what happened. Wow, Jesse, you look upset. And Jesse's like, oh, why would I be upset? He says, Jesse says, you're saving the life of someone who's very special to me. You had... How many guitar lessons since that uh, seven-hour trip to the wine country and picnic by the bay? I bet most of that time was being caught up in traffic would be my guess. Like, you have an hour-long picnic, a couple hours in the wine country, and then it's fighting traffic the whole way to get back to where you need to go. Karina kind of breaks in, like, Jesse, please. And Jesse says, you know, Karina, I'm not really in the mood to give a guitar lesson tonight. And he says, well, besides, you're probably reeling, still reeling from that near death by cheese. And he tells her, why don't you go home and practice? Okay, she needs to go out there and set something straight with Jesse. So Joey decides to be honest. He knows you were kissing her. He doesn't believe the near death by cheese story. Joey, <laughs> Joey says that she wasn't really choking on any bad cheese. Jesse says, no, really? So Jesse asks Karina to leave so he can enjoy, can have some time alone to discuss this. He's like, you should probably leave. And Karina's apologizing, like, Jesse, I'm sorry if there's any misunderstanding. And she says, I didn't mean to cause any trouble. Like, well, you, you didn't. It, this is all on Jesse's end, to be honest. She didn't do In my eyes, she did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. Maybe if she'd have been up front after the whole seven-hour picnic-slash-wine-country date, and decided, like, this was nice, thank you, but I don't have, I don't share the same feelings that you're feeling. And we could have just avoided that. And... Although, if that were the case, she wouldn't have met Joey, but still. And Joey sure's like, oh, there's not going to be any trouble. Joey, Jesse and I are close. You know, we'll work this out in a calm, rational, adult way. She takes her giant guitar and heads out. Joey immediately runs upstairs as soon as Jesse closes the door as Jesse 
then it runs after him. So where was I? I came in and found you kissing the woman of my dreams. Oh, yeah. Good memory. <laughs> so there we were. Jesse had walked in to find me kissing the woman of his dreams. <laughs> oh, good, you're home. What the hell's going on here? Well, Jesse, actually, it's it's very simple. Um, Karina was choking on some bad cheese, so I initiated a Heimlich maneuver. And when that didn't work, I tried to suck out the cheese using the Hoover maneuver. So you weren't kissing, you were searching for cheese. You looked upset. Oh, why would I be upset? He's saving the life of someone who's very special to me. Jesse. Karina, please. I'm not really in the mood to give a guitar lesson tonight. Besides, you're probably still reeling from that near death by cheese. Why don't you go home and practice? Jesse, wait a minute. There's something I have to say. Karina really wasn't choking on any bad cheese. No. We were kissing. No. <laughs> Karina, Joe, and I should probably uh, have a word together alone. Look, I I'm really sorry if there's any misunderstanding. I didn't mean to cause any trouble. Oh, there won't be any trouble. Um, Jesse and I are very close friends. We'll have a heart to heart and work this thing out in a very calm, rational, adult manner. escape in Michelle's room. They're on either side of Michelle's crib. Joey grabs Michelle out of her crib, holds her up and says, back off. I have a baby and I know how to use it. <laughs> Joey says, I'm warning you, she's loaded. She probably does have a loaded diaper. I wouldn't be surprised. Jesse says, put the baby down. And Joey tells him, not a chance. <laughs> oh, this is so cute. When Jesse points at Joey to put the baby down, Michelle actually points at Jesse for a second. She says something, baby garble. It sounds like for a second she said no. <laughs> it sounds like she said no, baby. <laughs> I swear it sounds like she said that. Jesse's like, fine, I can wait uh, two, three days. That diaper is going <laughs> to wait. Five to six thousand pounds. So Joey says, Look, Jesse, I'm sorry that this happened. I should have talked to you first. Well, he says, I should have stopped it before anything happened. And I can imagine that's going to be uncomfortable for Michelle as she's being held. Joey's holding her under the armpits, which, I mean, he's not supporting her bottom at all, and her legs are just kind of, you know, jutting out. And I'm like, eh. I don't know if that's the best way. I think that's going to hurt after a while. Again with this instant magic stuff. Even Joey's like, I felt this instant magic and I just fell in love with her. Stop. They say that so easily. And even Danny's going to say, you're not in love with her. You're in love with the idea of her. 
And Jesse says, you fell in love with her. You can't fall in love with her because I fell in love with her first. There we go. Thank you, Joey. Please support Michelle properly. Yeah, and she does like Joey more. She doesn't like Jesse in that way. And he doesn't want to see it. And Jesse asks, well, how could she like you more than she likes me? Maybe because she seems to have more in common with Joey in part where you know, he enjoy he's he's a big kid. He, he likes being around the girls and everything, and he's actually cares about the fact, like, oh, wow, you're you're a teacher. That's really great. Jessie, when she told Jessie that because she wanted to learn, you know, how to accompany her students in sing-alongs, Jessie didn't even, you know, ask him questions about that. He just kind of, it's like he bypassed her interests at all. Didn't take an interest, didn't ask questions, none of that. Danny comes over and says, guys, stop this. Michelle has enough love for both of us. Okay, they're not fighting over who Michelle loves more. Don't make her choose. Uh, I know. Yeah, Danny knows. Like, no, that's not what this is about, clearly. Danny tells them both to kiss Michelle on the cheek, and they both do. And you do kind of, I mean, with... John Stamos, you do kind of see him break character. He does start to kind of smirk for a second as we come back to the present. Freeze. I have a baby and I know how to use it. Joey, I'm warning you, she's loaded. Put the baby down. Not a chance. Okay, fine. I'll wait. Gotta put the kid down sometime. Two, three days, that diaper's gonna weigh five to six hundred pounds. Jesse, I'm really sorry. I should have stopped everything cold before anything happened. I should have talked to you. Really? Yeah, you you were right. I I felt this instant magic and I fell in love with her. You fell in love with her. You can't fall in love with her, man. I fell in love with her first. I'm sorry, but she likes me more. How could she like you more than she likes me? Boys. Stop this. Michelle has enough love for all of us. Don't make her choose. Now both of you give her a kiss. Go ahead, give her a kiss. So, Joey says he wanted to talk things out with Jesse, but Jesse just didn't want to hear it. He said he didn't even want to look at Joey. So, Joey sees, you know, Jesse's bat and says, oh, apparently Jesse was in the mood for a conversation. Jesse takes the bat and says, Joey, I told you before I was not going to beam you with this bat. Calm down. So, Danny takes this as a cue. It's like, okay, girls, you need to, we need to get you to bed. Guys, you can sort this stuff out yourselves. This is on, yeah, it is a story that is like, girls, okay, it's time to go to bed. You guys want to hear the story, you can hear it during daytime hours. Okay, time to go to sleep. Your Uncle Jesse and Joey have told you a wonderful bedtime story. Because you'll have <laughs> dreams of jealous little sugar plums dancing in your heads. Oh yeah, they want closure, as DJ asks, well, wait a sec, how does the story end? Jesse says, well, Joey's guilt drives him totally insane. No one knows the difference, because Joey is just Joey. 
<laughs> Stephanie says, I don't think so. Come on, what are you going to tell us? Like, who gets the girl? We want to know. We want closure. We're not going to be able to sleep otherwise. And DJ tells Stephanie it's a whole different world that starts after we go to sleep. So Danny tries, like, let's get this under control here before you duel to the death, Jesse. Let's try to have a conversation and try to work this out, which I think is a good idea. You both need, it's mainly from Jesse's end. He is too angry to hear any form of logic. But Danny tries to be the mediator and the go-between to help Jesse understand, like, the situation here. Because he's letting his anger fuel his rage. He's not listening to anything that Joey's saying. Danny says, all right, let me ask you boys a question or two about your beloved Karina. Simple question for those who know her. What are the simple things that she cares about most in the world? Here's another one. What does she look for, for in a relationship with a man? Both questions neither guy can answer. Are you serious right now? Especially Joey. You know, she's a... Second grade teacher, she's into music. What does she look for in a man? She finds a sense of humor, a sexy quality. Let's go for something even simpler. Let's try this one. What color are her eyes? Green, hazel, <laughs> they don't really know. They have white around the edge, according to Jesse. Well, I think most eyes do, right? Anyone? Danny's <laughs> like, uh Anybody know her last name? Both know her last name is Spicer. Good for them. You get half a point. And Joe, Danny's like, oh, Pat Sajak knows more about his contestants. Well, that's probably because he's fed that information prior to. Yeah, and Danny tells him, you know, I don't think you fell in love with Karina. Guys, that takes time. And he says, I think you fell in love with being in love. That's the thing. On TV, it just feels like it's insta-love. Like, you kiss once, boom, you're in love. And the thing is, and I, I feel the same way even now looking back on the movies I watched as a, a teen or even a preteen. You know, the characters you root for, like, like in Little Giants, like, oh, Ice Becky, Ice Fox is getting together with Junior Floyd. They're going to be together forever in my mind. They're going to get me, you know, all of that stuff. Or even uh, Elijah Wood's character in Flipper. There was going to be an on-screen kiss. It didn't happen. Or Jesse and Nadine. That's another thing. Yeah, in the Free Willy sequel, Jesse kisses Nadine. You think, oh, great, they're going to have a relationship. Third movie comes along, she ain't nowhere. <laughs> so it's just it's just weird when we're younger, we think, like, oh, it's insta-love. They're going to be together forever. Maybe that was just in my mind growing up and everything like that. But that, like the movies and, like, television, portraying relationships in an... What's the word I'm looking for? It's just, um, unrealistic way. As far, I mean, I'm not counting Jesse and Becky's relationship because that was a slow burn. They met in season two. They almost got married at the end of season two. And then they actually do get married in season four. 
that is to me that is a real relationship by TV standards. There, it's the it the couple that take forever to get together. They do get together. They get married and they start saying, you know, those in my mind, that is not insta love. That is a slow burn love that takes time. And the characters root for it. They wait for it because. It's been building up over seasons upon seasons, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, and Danny asked Jesse, am I right, Jesse? It's like, yes, 100%, Danny, you are 100% right. Yeah, you need to stop calling it falling in love, because Jesse says, I see, do seem to keep falling in love a lot. That's not, no. You fall in infatuation. You don't fall in love. Like, boom, boom, boom. Your eyes meet. It's an attractive person. You're in love. Because it, it, 100% it's one-sided. 100% one-sided. Which is understandable because, you know, he sits down on the doorstep there and he says, you know, it's just that I'm always hoping, like, this is the one. It's like, buddy, you're 24. The one's going to come along, but you can't force it. He says, I just want to meet one special girl I can spend my life with. Man, that is going to happen. You have to be patient. You have to wait. I mean, this is episode... This is episode eight. He's got to wait at least... I'd say close to 18 to 20 episodes away. Maybe less than before Becky shows up. And even when she does show up... They're still, will they, won't they, are they, or are they not for a bit until the end of, towards the end of season two when they actually do make it official. Like, they've only been, like, uh, baby love. They've been dating for three months. In the season two finale, they've been dating for six months. So it is a very slow burn. But it's like, again, you cannot force a relationship on someone else if they're not reciprocating your feelings. You can't force your feeling. You may be feeling one thing and they are not feeling it at all. That is not how a relationship works. And the fact of the matter is, he kind of, I mean, I know that he was just looking for a relationship with Karina. He wasn't looking for a friendship necessarily, but it's like you also probably blew your chances of having a friendship with her. Yeah, Danny gives great advice. Like, Jesse, man, everyone wants that. But seriously, you don't have to try so hard. And he tells him, when the right woman comes along, you will know it. It's like, yeah, exactly. I remember in season two's finale when he said to Becky, he's like, oh, I have been in love with you since the moment I first laid eyes on you when you walked in that door. Yeah, when, no, when he walked in that door and he saw Becky... It's just like, in his heart, he knew. Okay, the thing is with Joey, when Joey sits down next to Jesse and says, I could have sworn that Karina was it. I just, I thought I knew. It's like, dude, she, well, <laughs> we know we don't see her after this episode, but Joey, you still have a chance with Karina. She didn't shoot you down. She just says, figure things out with Jesse and then get back to me. That's all you got to do. Granted, no, we don't see her again. No, she isn't going to be a continued music student of Jesse's. But Joey hasn't blown his chances with her. 
Unless it's the fact that, like, I thought she was the one, and now that she's not, then I have no interest in her? Like, okay. How is it going to be all or nothing with these ladies? Like, either they're the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, or I'm just going to discard them until I find someone who is. Like, I think that's a great way to go about it. Joey says, I was just shocked that she liked me as much as I liked her. I love Jesse in this moment. After all the stuff that's went down, he says, Joey, why are you shocked? You are a good guy. You got a lot going for you. And Jesse says, as much as I hate to admit it, it seems that Karina likes you more than she likes me. Which was not a bad thing. Jesse says, oh, I hate to admit it. I think I honestly feel, and especially going into next week's episode with Half a Love Story, where we meet Robin, who is a soon-to-be co-worker of Danny's, an old college friend. Jesse has this quality about him where he jumps in too fast, he pushes too hard, and immediately women feel the need to basically say, you need to back off, you're, com you're coming on too strong, trying too hard, it's just, you need to let it happen naturally. There's nothing wrong with being a friend first and then more later on, but you need to really read the person's cues. If they're not sending you signals that they're into it, you need to, again, you need to back off because that's saying more about the kind of person you are. You don't want to know, be known as someone who is pushy and demanding with their feelings. Like, oh, I feel this way about you. You should feel this way about me. You know, that kind of thing. Like, no, 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 no. Jesse looks at Joey and says, all right, you're not scum. <laughs> we pat Jesse on the back and says, I know that comes from your heart, Jess. Candy says, that was almost semi-touching. Oh, yeah, Jesse immediately gets up like, you hear that noise? I knew that something was out here. I thought it was, it's like, no, that's not the ferret from, I don't even get, I, I have covered a very first promo, I think it was back in like, I swear it was like April of this year when I covered Danny's career ladder journey. Or was it back in May? It was one of those two months. But no, it's not the ferret. It's Karina. She's back. I think she forgot something. Yeah, he's like, Karina, what are you doing here? Oh, come in. Like, dude, chill. So Karina feels just horrible. She's like, I, I felt horrible what about what happened tonight, and I came back to apologize. And then she says, and then I heard shouting, so I decided to go home. And she felt worse, so she decided to come back. She must not live very far away. I mean, she's traveling in a storm, guys. A thunderstorm. She's been there now <laughs> three times in the course of one night. Once more than the music lesson, then she leaves. I don't even think she makes it home. Then she probably turns around and comes back after she hears the shouting, gets in her car. And like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Just wait for the shouting to be done. And she says, look, you both are great guys, and I would hate to do anything to mess up your friendship. And she says, I'm really sorry. Okay, now I'm going to go home again. And Jesse says, hold on a second. Look, I may have met you first, but I think we both know who that you and Joey basically belong together. 
And Jesse says, you know, why don't you take some why don't you take some time and get to know Joey? He's a good guy. I mean, he's got pajama problems, but you know, that's another story for another time. Oh yeah, speaking of yeah, season one mannequin, we do have the running gag of the mannequin wearing the same stuff that Joey's wearing. Joey goes over to Jesse. I love this guy. I love how they're both wearing a light sky blue. Jesse is to, like a lot with the sleeveless sky blue tank. And then Joey, of course, with his button up sky blue with designs, pajama top and shorts. So he goes, he's hugging Jesse. Jesse's like, hug her, not me. And he says, all right, Jesse, come on, let's leave these two alone. But before they go, Danny's like, by the way, what were you really going to do with the bat? And Jesse says, oh, that's going to kill him. <laughs> that's going to kill him. <laughs> Danny says, as he puts an armor on Jesse's shoulder, that's what I would have done. Karina and Joey kiss. And of course we get the ew from DJ and Stephanie upstairs. Karina and Joey just laugh it off and continue to kiss. Good night. <laughs> they say good night. <laughs> and he's like, good night. And then go back to bed. I'm like, good night. It's just like, oh, kids are so funny. Oh, a second woman had come between us. I wanted to talk things out, but Jesse said he couldn't stand to look at me. Apparently, a Louisville slugger puts him in the mood for a conversation. <laughs> I told you I heard a noise. I wasn't going to bat you. All right, girls, it's time to go to sleep. Your Uncle Jesse and Joey have told you a wonderful bedtime story. I'm sure you'll have visions of jealous little sugar plums dancing in your heads. Wait a minute. How does the story end? Well, Joey's guilt drives him totally insane, but no one knows the difference. I don't think so. Mike is up to tell us who gets the girl. It's a whole different world that starts the second we go to sleep. Guys, come here. What do you want now? Before you guys duel to the death, let's have one more conversation to work this out. Not with the scum. Okay, then just talk to me. Let me ask you boys a question or two about your beloved Karina. What are the things she cares about most in the world? What does she look for in a relationship with a man? <laughs> they don't know. Let's try this one. What color are her eyes? Hazel. Green. Green, hazel, hazel, green. They have white around the edge, I think. Anybody know her last name? Spicer. Pat Sajak knows more about his contestants. You know, I don't think you fell in love with Karina. That takes time. I think maybe you fell in love with being in love. Am I right, Jesse? I do seem to fall in love a lot. But it's just because I'm always hoping that this is the one. I just want to meet one nice, special girl I could spend my life with. Oh, Jesse. Everybody wants that. But you don't have to try so hard. When the right woman comes along, you really will know it. I could have sworn Karina was it. Maybe I did go a little overboard. I guess I was just shocked that she liked me as much as I liked her. Why are you shocked? Have a little faith in yourself. You're a good guy. As much as I hate to admit it, it seems like Karina likes you more than she likes me. 
God, I hate to admit it. <laughs> All right, you're not scum. I know that comes from your heart, Jess. <laughs> that was almost semi-touching. <laughs> you hear that noise? I told you someone was out here. Hi. Karina. What are you doing here? Come here. I, I really felt terrible about tonight, and I came back to apologize. But then I heard chatting, so I decided to go home. Then I felt even worse, so I decided to come back. <laughs> Look, you both are great guys, and I would hate to do anything to mess up your friendship. I'm really sorry. Okay, now I'm gonna go home again. Goodbye. Hold on a second. I may have met you first, but I think we all know who belongs together here. Why don't you take some time and get to know Joey? He's a good guy. He's got pajama problems, but... I love this guy. Oh, her, not me. Sorry, big dummy. Come on, Jesse, let's leave these two alone. By the way, what were you really going to do with the bat? I was going to kill him. That's what I would have done. So that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Tanner Teachable moment, of course. Oh, you need to make sure that, again, like I was saying earlier, if the person isn't receptive to what you're feeling, like you're madly in love, they're really not, then you need to cut your losses and move on or remain friends or just... Just don't try so hard. Also, how about learning a little bit of information about the person? Danny was dead on with those questions, and neither of those guys could answer them. Barely answered the one about Killer of Her Eyes, which I don't know how many people. I mean, if you if you know, great. Her interests, quality she looks for in a man. She said both of those things. She's interested in learning about music. She enjoys working with children. And sense of humor is a quality she very much admires in a man. So, also, <laughs> uh, how about solving your problems during the daytime, not in the middle of the night, when, especially when, you know, if you have kids that want to, you're like, what's going on? What's the story? Like, save it for the daytime. People need their sleep at night. Also, worst outfit of the episode? I'm, let me think, yeah. Outfit. I want to give it to DJ's pajamas. It's it's like uh it's pale pink with a couple bears. It says State of Bear University or something to that effect. I I I don't like it. Um, as far as best outfit of the episode, I kind of want to give it to Karina's outfit when she comes. For the music lesson towards the end of the episode it's yeah she's wearing a, a red shirt underneath and then she's wearing kind of an olive co color long sleeve shirt over the top of it it's very pretty really compliments her the other one shirt she was wearing i think it was kind of the outfit almost looked kind of like a pantsuit which just was not flattering at all but i liked your second outfit runner up i want to give it to stephanie's footy pajamas the lilac colored 
putty pajamas. So, so cute. I had a red pair when I was a kid. <laughs> you already heard me talk at length about those. Also, one more Tanner teachable moment in regards to Stephanie. If somebody, and maybe even Jesse as well, if you're teaching a lesson in a room, close the door. Also, child, if somebody has the door closed or teaching, you know they're teaching music lessons, you don't need to interrupt with, here, put this bear's head back on its body for me. I don't, I, that, somebody was in a fit of rage and ripped that poor stuffed animal. That's not Mr. Bear. We did not get him until, I believe, season two. So, yeah. All right, let's jump into the episode I will be covering in the continuation of the Jesse's Ladies series. We're going to season one episode. We're going to jump all the way to episode 14. Half a Love Story, which aired January 15th, 1988. In this episode, Jesse uses baby Michelle to get a date with one of Danny's almost co-workers. Yes, Robin is there because she is applying for a field reporter position. And Jesse takes one look at her. I mean, it's easily to get confused with she looks... The actress who plays Robin does look very similar to Chelsea Noble, who we are going to meet Chelsea Noble in about five episodes in the first two-part episode of Full House entitled The Seven-Month Itch. That is going to be the episode after Half a Love Story. That will be the final episodes of... Jesse's ladies. Now, being it's a two-parter, and most of these podcast episodes have been late, late, close, or over two hours, I am splitting those two episodes into two separate episodes because I don't think you want to watch one or watch listen to a four-plus-hour episode of a two-parter. That just I think that's a bit much for anybody. So I'll give you that bonus of the second half. All right. Again, I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. I always enjoy covering these episodes. I know season one isn't always really 100% everyone's favorite, but once we get out of January and Jesse, we're going to jump right into Joey's Ladies in February. So look for We're going to be hopping around. We're going to go from season two, season three, Season 7, I believe there are only three. I'm looking at my calendar. Blast from the past from Season 2. Joey and Stacy and oh yeah, Jesse. And then Joey's funny Valentine in February. We also celebrating Sonny Bringus's birthday, who plays Ramona Gibbler from Fuller House. I'll be picking, I don't know what episode of hers I'm going to do. There aren't many Ramona episodes left to cover on the show. So... I'll surprise you all <laughs> with, once I get to that point in February of 2023. If you guys want to, you can leave an email at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Get yourself, your voice heard on the podcast. Talk about your favorite Full House memories, Fuller House memories, favorite or worst characters. Once I'm eventually done covering both shows, I am thinking about possibly doing compilation episodes. Based on, again, character moments, like favorite 
guest stars, side characters, fun stuff like that, reading Full House Stephanie books, all that good stuff. Even doing comparisons of moments from, like, DJ being the oldest child on Fuller House to Jackson being the oldest child on Fuller House and just doing maybe doing some comparisons through episodes and just fun stuff like that. So still stuff going down the pike. <laughs> also, if you haven't yet and you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, ratings and reviews, five-star reviews do get the podcast noticed by other OG Full House and new Full House watchers along with Fuller House watch, uh, watchers as listeners as well. So yeah. Have a great, well, again, by the time this goes up, we will be in the new year. We will have already had Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. So that all being said, I hope you guys have had a wonderful Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year if you celebrate those holidays. If not, I just hope the rest of 2022 goes in your favor. All good things for the upcoming year, 2023. I know I'm not a huge fan of odd number years. That's just me. Haven't had the best luck with the last two. So fingers crossed 2023 goes as good so far as 2022 has gone. So bye-bye, everybody.